Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Lady Podcast. I am beyond excited for today's episode because we have a super special guest. Sarah is joining us and she is incredible. She has so much knowledge in the wellness industry. She talks all about yoga, biohacking. We are getting into the good stuff today and it's going to be an episode that you're going to want to take notes on so you can remember all this information because it's going to be so practical and helpful. It's going to be good. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'm so excited. Sarah, could you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Yeah. My mouth hurts from smiling because I'm so excited myself. I, I love it. I do, like just the title being an inspired lady, like goals. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm Sarah and I created Sarah Nicole Yoga, which is more than yoga. It's like a brand of mindfulness and wellness. And um, my journey has been a very windy one, but I wouldn't change a thing because it landed me where I am today, which is a posture of confidence in all of these tools that God has placed in my path. So um, like I, I told, um, I told Bella before our interview, like I could talk for hours about all of my little passions. Yeah. And I really think that they are ap applicable for so many ladies, like so many things that you can do just to change your entire outlook on life, which can ultimately change your life. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So I don't know if you're prepared for this, but the way we open every single Inspired Lady episode is what yep. we're drinking. Oh. So I'm drinking. Oh, good. You are ready. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm just drinking a plain almond milk latte today. Nothing fancy. I needed a little boost. It's still dark yep. out here in Texas at like 8 a.m. Yep. So I was like, yeah, we need the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you that drinking? That sound like plain and simple. That sounds wonderful. I'm similar. Oh. It's a, um, I love a it. coconut milk and it's my mm -hmm. king coffee, which is this mushroom infused coffee. And I am very sensitive to caffeine. So usually I was half mm. gal until I stumbled upon this brand like a year and a half ago. And the mushrooms in the coffee modulate the caffeine. So I can drink the coffee and not be like wired like I normally don't. Wow. But it's really good. For that is so awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. And you just happened to find that randomly. I hired a health coach when I was pregnant and I wanted to like prepare my postpartum journey to be really smooth. And she happened to be like a distributor for this company that does the, the mushroom coffee. And she sent me some samples and I was shocked because for someone who loves coffee, but can't drink it, I was able to drink it and not feel the jitters. And that was like the first time in my life that I got a little bit of a boost of natural energy without bouncing off the walls. I no longer have um, menstrual cramps. Ever what? Since oh my goodness. Get, I'm like crampless, which is mind blowing because how long have I had a period? You know, like, I don't know, 15 years of a period with terrible, like debilitating cramps. And now I don't have them anymore because of my coffee. Okay, perfect. Well, there's it's your first website. tip. Okay, so <laughs> perfect. Okay, well, we'll get into that later too. Um, so let's just talk basic wellness. I mean, how did you get passionate about this? Where did this come okay, from? So it started, um, it's such a long story, but I'm going to pick like the bullet points. So when I was a preteen, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and insomnia. I had severe anxiety and night terrors. And so I was heavily medicated for, it felt like my whole life, but it was really just 10 years. So when I was on, when I was 11, I got on all this medication and because of that medication, I have a lot of blank spots, things that I don't remember. 
I felt like I was a zombie for a lot of my life. I made a lot of really poor choices in college. And I, I tried to take my life, which led me to dropping out of college, checking into a mental institution. And when I got home from that, I think I was about 20 at the time. I moved back in with my parents and was literally at my rock bottom and looked at my life and said, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to rely on medication. And so I took a serious look at all of the things I was doing and I started implementing these tools. Like, I mean, little simple things like reading my Bible more, meditating, uh, checking in with my caffeine levels, the amount of alcohol I was consuming, which ultimately led me to today, four months sober. And um, all of these things kind of like, I opened my eyes to all these things I was doing that was keeping me sick. And I got a doctor's permission to get off medication at, I think I was about 22 years old, uh, 21, 22. But I had to work really hard and they say there's no cure for bipolar. So it's something that I'm technically always going to struggle with. But um, right after I got that um, news from the doctor, I went and got a tattoo on my rib cage that says Rafa. So Jehovah Rafa means father healer. And so I believe that God healed me from bipolar and it's mm -hmm. a great testament to my faith, but I still believe that he has given me certain tools that I have to maintain, um, to, to maintain this wellness. And some of those tools are the biohacks that I've started learning more and more about, which has brought me to this level of balance. So for those that don't know about bipolar, it's very high highs. Like I like to describe it as like a bouncy ball. You throw the bouncy ball and it goes yeah yeah all, all over very hyper like you can probably hear it now i talk very fast um very high highs but then very low lows where i'm like down in the dumps i can't get up nothing makes me happy um but that was old sarah and um mm -hmm. so my main goal for these past i guess it's been 10 years since i've been off this medication is to just come right in the middle and all of these wellness hacks that i've started adding into my toolkit have brought me to this place of balance. And so that's where my passion started and it just got bigger and bigger. I landed a job at um, a place down the road. It's called C3 Cryo Club and it's a wellness center. They have a yoga studio, which I help manage. And so that's where I teach my yoga classes, but I also work on the other side, which is cryotherapy, sauna therapy. We have a water service, which I also sell water machines. So it just kind of like opened up wow. all these things. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. And your story is just so powerful. And to see the way that God has just taken something that might have felt so broken right. and just painful. And look at you now. Now you're helping other people just find their own wellness niche and really be able to step into the way that they were meant to live and the being that they were created to be. I love that so Thank much. You. Um, okay. So then I want tangible yeah. steps all the time. So what are a few tangible things that we can take away from this and really step into a season of focusing on right. wellness, especially for people who feel like they have no idea where to start. It's overwhelming. It There's so much information. Yeah. I literally had a girl from my Bible study text me last night and she's like, so are you interested in like helping me get healthy? And I was like, oh, 100%. And I started yeah. thinking like, this isn't the first time someone's asked me a question like, like what you asked and what, even what she asked. And so I started thinking like, what if there was just three basic steps? So, and because of all the things that I do, like it can get overwhelming. I mean, I've dropped thousands mm -hmm. of dollars on my health and I think every penny was worth it, but that's not realistic for everyone. Like I was willing to sacrifice getting my nails done, getting my hair done, 
I, I wear used clothing. I like, I do not spend money on anything other than my family and my faith and my health. Cause those are my top three priorities. So the first step is writing down your goals or your priorities, which I did that. I picked three things that I was really focused on my goals. And then I made my time and my finances reflect that. So start by picking three things, um, that you want to prioritize your goals. That's step one. Step two would be just to be mindful, like, and mindfulness is a, another certification I have. I'm a mindfulness coach. Being mindful really just is being aware. What are you putting in your mouth? What are you putting in your eyes? And what are you putting in your ears? Ultimately, what are you putting in your body? Just that mindfulness alone, thinking like, okay, I'm putting this in my mouth. What is it doing for me? I'm watching this TV show. What is it doing for me? I'm listening to this podcast. What is it doing for me? So being more mindful about the things that you consume. And that doesn't just mean your diet, even though that's very important. Um, so that's number two. Number three would be to move your body with your breath. And it doesn't have to be yoga. Yoga is my thing. It was a huge tool that landed in my lap. But even just like, think about when you wake up in the morning, you do one of these like little, little stretches. If you were to stand up and breathe in as you reach up and then breathe out as you like fold into a little ball. So just literally moving your body, um, going on walks, just moving your body, like any type of movement. And if you compare that movement with breath, it, it doubles the effects. So the three steps were goals, mindfulness, and movement. That's so awesome. So for the goals mm -hmm. section, can you break that yeah. part down a little bit more? What should these goals look like? Are we talking about a weight number or Ooh, what, is so what is that? Uh, what the scale says, like, please throw your scales mm -hmm. away. It, it doesn't mean anything. It's how you... I yes. About these girls who post their transformation pics and I'm like, I don't care what you look like before. I don't care what you look like now. Are you happy being overweight? I have been there and it sucks. I know it takes a toll on your mental health, but that's not, um, like God sees so much more than that number on the scale. So it's really yeah. your heart posture. What is your heart? But the three, the goal thing, it was, um, broken down to me by a man named Drew Myers who is a speaker. He wrote a book called The Tacos and Chocolate Diet. It's not a diet book. It's a lifestyle book. But what are your three important things? And he asked, like, close your eyes. Are you spending your time on those three things? And almost everyone in the room was like, no, it's all been spent on social media. And so he's like, what are the three things that are important to you? For me, it was simple, like black and white, faith, family, health, easy peasy for me. Mm. And I realized I wanted to spend my time and finances on those three things. So um, Hannah Hughes is actually one of my coaches and she does serious goal oriented um, goal making, which sounds funny, but that's like what, what she does. And so getting with her, um, she even has some like little printouts that are really helpful on getting specific on your goals. I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was perfect. And also for anyone listening, who's interested in more, we do have a podcast with Hannah Hughes all about goal setting that happened like two weeks ago. So you can go listen to that. Um, okay. So something you mentioned earlier was biohacking. What is this and what can we do? Absolutely. It's another one of those things that can be really, really advanced or you can simplify it. And I will simplify it by explaining the word biohacking means human enhancement. So think about the word bio means life. Hack, you think about like a life hack, which I know you've talked about that before. Like what little things can you do to hack your routine or hack your life? So biohacking is literally just hacking your life to be better. And it was something I learned about probably a year ago when I hired that health coach. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It's really just things you can do 
to live better. I have gotten into the complicated side because it is a priority to me, but it's simple things that you could do would be taking a cold shower or like a hot and cold shower. There's this thing called contrast therapy. It's very simple. It's basically hot and cold and going back and forth. It can be complex, like getting in a hot sauna and then getting in a cryotherapy chamber, which are things that I have at my workplace. So I have access to them, but not everybody does. I hope everyone listening to this podcast has a shower or a bathtub. It's kind of going back and forth. I even did these when I was pregnant. I did foot baths. I got these little tubs and one tub was hot water. One tub was cold water. And so I would just go back and forth with my feet. And that's kind of like a simplified way of doing that contrast therapy. So um, another hack you could do Epsom salt baths. Very simple. People don't realize like all the benefits of an Epsom salt bath. It's really detoxing on your body. So a lot of biohacks help you detox. And um, another rabbit hole we could go down would be the MTHFR gene mutation. A lot of women have it and don't know about it. And it's a, a gene in your body that makes it harder for you to detox. It makes it harder for you to mm. absorb nutrients. And I have that. Because of that, I have to work really hard at detoxing. So I'm always looking for new things like the King coffee even is a really great way to detox. Like I said, the sauna, moving your body, um, getting out in the sun, like direct sunlight, that's nature's natural vitamin D. So those are simple biohacks. Get in the sunshine. That's free. Switch your shower water to be cold. That's pretty free too. That is so awesome. Okay. So I have a question for you slightly off tangent. So this is off the cuff. Is there anything specific that you're putting in your body? that like diet wise, because I feel like there are so many different diets yeah. out there where people are like, oh, this drink lemon water before your meal yeah. and take apple cider vinegar shots. Right. Like, are there anything food wise that can help biohack or even yes. just maintain a healthier lifestyle? It's very simple. Eat what God made. So think about the garden. Mm. He put all of these plants. He created all of this I mean, even meat, he created these animals for us to consume. So it's really whole foods. Like I was just talking to that girl uh, who asked me about weight loss. I'm like, all those MLMs out there, like I do think there's some really good ones out there, but telling someone you have to have a shake and a pill to get like your ultimate yeah. body, mm -mm, I don't buy into that. I buy into what God gave us, which is plants and animals to consume, like real whole foods, unprocessed foods. Do not get me wrong. I have got a pantry full of processed foods that we indulge in on special occasions, but we have found there are processed foods that are better. If you look at your labels, you want minimal ingredients. You want ingredients that you can pronounce. So that's just a that's starting awesome. point. Eat whole foods. Simple. Okay. Wow. I have never heard that before, but that makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Yep. I love it. What was in the Garden of Eden? What did God create? I right. think that is so awesome. And it's definitely something where you can do that in balance too. If you, you know, the 80, 20, mm -hmm. where 80% of your meals should be that. And then 20%, you can still have fun food. You don't need to deprive yourself of everything good. Cause that's just going to lead to poor mood. Right. Another thing, <laughs> like the mental health piece of it. Um, I know when I first started out, I was like hardcore. I like cut everything out. I did, um, whole 30 mm. is a diet that I did. And it was so extreme and I'm not bashing whole 30. I'm pro whole 30. But when I first started it, it was like going from night and day. And even my husband called me out. He's like, you're sacrificing your mental health 
for this figure, this body shape that you're trying to get into and it's not worth it. So stop the diet. And so I cut the diet out and I felt better. So I started taking like baby steps. So like replace one meal a day with whole foods. If you're going into these like drastic, like if your body's used to eating Burger King three times a day, move to Burger King two times a day, then one time a day. And you eventually like replace little by little. And then you get to this point where you're like, okay, now I'm craving whole foods. That's so awesome. I feel like that is so often why we feel like diets fail us is because we go so all in at one time and we make the switch trying to be who we want to be, but not allowing the person we are any room to grow. And so when we do that, the person who we truly are rebels against that. And then we're going to fail that diet. We're going to fail whatever habit we're trying to create. So we need to slowly implement these new lifestyle changes to truly make a change. I love that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I want to get into something that can sometimes be a little spicy. Okay. I want to talk about meditation and yoga. And I did not realize that this was a hot oh. topic for the longest point in my life. I thought everyone did yoga. I've done aerial yoga. I've done all the all the classes. And I did not realize that some people do not think that Christians should partake in yoga. So First things first, can you talk on that piece of why people think Christians shouldn't? And then obviously you're a Christian and you're a yoga yeah. coach. Like, where are you coming out? Okay. This? <laughs> oh man, that's one I could seriously talk like days I could talk on. But um, a lot of people are, there's this confliction of like, well, it's not in the Bible. I'm like, well, hold on. Yes, it is. There are certain verses, which everything can be interpreted differently. Think about the Bible was originally written in um, Hebrew, right? Like parts of the Bible were written in Mm -hmm. Hebrew and had all these different translations. So I think a lot of people interpret things differently. And I had a lady that literally said, if it's not in the Bible, you run from it. And I I honestly didn't even respond because she like it. People like that are not going to change their mind. So it's almost a waste of time to be like, you're wrong. I'm right. Going back and forth. And so. In Psalms 104, 34, it says, may the meditation, may my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice to the Lord. And there, I mean, I could go on. I have a whole uh, section of notes in my phone of Bible verses that talk about um, like the physical posture, which is just moving your body of like, he asks you to bow before him. That's literally a forward fold in yoga. And so I can really get into that. But Basically, yoga is just mindful movements with your breath. And our bodies are made to be temples, right? We want our bodies and our temples to be clean for him. The better you feel, the more you can like praise him and share his name out there. And so I feel like yoga is another one of those detoxing biohacks. Like when you move your body, you're moving out stale energy. And then like one thing that's very foreign is chakras, which are literally just little points in your body. There's seven of them all along your body. God created us that way. Like he formed us in a specific intention and we are made with these things in our bodies. But because it's not talked about a lot, Christians are typically like, oh, that's scary. Stay away. And I have experienced things in the yoga world that I heard God say, get back. That is not of me. Mm. That is not from my name. Get away from that. And it's going to be different for everybody. Like I had a lady that I talked with. She actually wrote a book and she said she had a bad experience with crystals with sound healing. And I'm a certified sound therapist. Like I use, um, I use instruments to help people get peace. And those are instruments that I think God put in my life for a reason. You look back in Psalms and David had that harp, like God gave him those instruments for a reason 
to praise his name. So in the yoga world, there's like all these little tools and yoga literally means unity. It translates to unity. And because yoga does come from India where they practice Hinduism, a lot of people take it and go, well, you can't have that. And I, my response is like, why can't I be unified with Christ when I move my body and I use my breath to create this safe space in my body to praise his name. And there's just like, there's so much to it because of how big this yoga world is. But my thing is like, use your body to praise his name. Use your, use your temple and keep it clean. And yoga does that for us. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I remember when I had first heard the argument that yoga was a practice in, you know, South Asia and it was used as worship over there. So we can't do anything like that. And I remember being so confused why I couldn't worship, you know, our creator, our God in use yoga as that right. form to move my body because people dance and some people think that dancing should not right. happen. But yet in Psalms, we talk about dancing in worship. Exactly. And I just find that worship can take so many different formats and means we shouldn't limit it out of fear that we're doing something wrong when God created, like you said, our bodies. Mm -hmm. And he literally says, you know, bow and we can bow. And that's a yoga pose. Right. I love that so much that just conformity of it right. all. It all goes together and it doesn't need to be so spliced apart and so ridiculed. Yeah. And I mean, I do teach secular yoga classes where anyone can come in and they're welcome. I'll say little things like um, an example that I, I use a lot when I teach my secular classes is I'll get them in pigeon pose, which is where your knee is up and you're like laying flat down. It's a great hip opener, which we store emotions in our hips and God doesn't want us to hold on to stale emotions. So when we get into that hip opener, something I'll say when I'm teaching is, in my personal practice, so I'm not pushing my agenda on anyone, in my personal practice when I'm in this pose, I flip my palms up as a symbol of saying, God, I surrender my emotions to you right now. Help me release the stale emotions that are hanging out in my hips. And so I give suggestions of what I do in my personal practice with my faith, but I would never force that on anyone. So everyone is welcome in my classes. I may mention Jesus because that's what works for me. And my goal as a coach is to share the tools that have worked in my healing journey so that I can help other people. Yeah. And I love that so much. I remember I was doing a Christian yoga back in Georgia and the class was um, all together and I don't even know what pose we were doing. And she was just like, do you feel your body right now begin to shake? She goes, thank the Lord that you have a body that can move like this. Nope. This is empowering. And this is a chance for you to worship. Right the creator who created your exactly. body. I just, I feel like it's so good because it's so much about like, you know, you're not just on the treadmill running, trying to get past something. Yoga is so focused on the mindfulness of it all. And God says to love him with all of his, all of our minds. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like not just pieces, all of it. And I love that so much. Okay. So now let's get into what does yoga do for the body? Why do you love it so much? You know, what are the benefits? Okay, so there's all different styles of yoga. And to me, the core of it is some sort of release. Like there's restorative yoga, which is where you're basically laying down with like a pillow in a pose, but you're not exerting a lot of energy, but your body is still releasing stagnant energy. There's power yoga, which is my favorite because it's like an exercise. All yoga comes back to mindful movements with breath. And when you move your body or when you hold a stretch even and you're breathing, you're able to release that stagnant energy. And the energy is another one of those words that people are like, hold on, what are you talking about? But God created us with energy inside of our body. 
and especially with the mental health, like you can store energy in your body and it can get stuck in physical, like the fascia in your body, which is the stuff that's like in between your muscles and your bones. It actually holds on to trauma and emotions. So when you move your body, it opens it up to release the things. And so it helps us to become healthier, cleaner in the body. It helps us to detox physically and emotionally and mentally, and if you want, spiritually. Wow, that is so awesome. Okay, so question for you here. If I live in California right now and I'm listening to this and I can't come to your studio, what are some ways that I can start practicing yoga maybe at home? Do you have any like resources or tips on that? I have a YouTube channel with a variety of yoga classes on there. I've got Christian and non-Christian, so there's something for everyone. I um, I have a couple meditations on there as well, which meditation is basically just yoga of the mind. You're just moving stuff in your mind to get clear, to get um, some more peace in there. So you can definitely go to my YouTube channel, which is also on my website, but everything is Sarah Nicole yoga. So like if you just Google Sarah Nicole yoga, you're going to find my YouTube channel. You're going to find my Instagram. You're going to find my website where there's tons of resources. That's awesome. Okay. And also your website will be in the show notes for anyone interested. So that will be linked. So you guys can go check that out. Um, So can we talk about meditation then? So what is meditation and how do you do that? Okay. Uh, Meditation is going to be perceived differently from different people. So if you go over to India and you talk to a Buddhist monk or or someone who practices another religion, they're going to say, clear out your mind, empty your mind. As Christians, I strongly believe we are not to empty our mind. We are to make space in the mind so that we can have more Jesus, more peace, more love. And to me, I I like this metaphor of thinking about your table and all of your junk mail sitting on your table and all of your dirty dishes. And meditation helps us to take that stuff off of the table so that we've got a space for a nice clean meal so that we can sit down with our Bible and pull more of that into our minds. And there's space in our minds to store that information. So like I said, I feel like meditation is yoga of the mind. It's just moving things in your mind so that you can have space for peace. So it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to sit in this, it's called lotus pose where your legs are all like crisscross. You don't have to do anything with your fingers. It's literally just finding stillness and a little bit of silence in the mind so that you can have peace. Okay. So then how long are you meditating for? Because I feel like some people do it for like 30 seconds and they're like, I'm out. I can't do this. And some people are out there for like 45 minutes, just sitting there in like total peace, which I don't know if I could do. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I did practice that one time and it was intense and it, it made ripples in my life. Like I felt great, but it is a practice. It's something that you work up to. So you do, um, when I coach clients, I tell them you start with 30 seconds, you move up to a minute and then like you keep adding on, but you don't have to sit there for 45 minutes. Like, what is that going to do for you? And one thing I tell my clients is if you're sitting there going, I can't do this. Uh, I'm, my mind's not here. I got so much to do. Then just stop, move, and then come back. I don't think that you can sit still until you've made time to move, which is why in my practice, I, or even my teaching, I teach movement before stillness. So I also have things like these little stones that you can just hold in your hand. And it's really just to keep um, your, your body from fidgeting so much. You can also do like a five senses meditation where you use like I do essential oils. You smell an essential oil and you just focus on what you're smelling or you put a piece of chocolate in your mouth and you hold it there. Um, or even like with my King coffee, I'll do a meditation with my coffee. I'll get, usually I do hot today, I did cold, but you get your hot coffee and you, you smell it and then you taste it and then you feel the warmth in your hands. 
and it can move into a time of gratitude. I, God, I am so thankful for this coffee. And then you just sit there. That is amazing. I am so going to try the five senses meditation. That sounds so good. So then next question, do you have music going when this is happening or is it complete silence? And the music thing would be something I would recommend if you're just starting out. And then that's another thing, like you're hearing, like it's another sense that you're using. Um, in my, my yoga and my meditation, I always say no lyrics, please don't do lyrics. I know some teachers love that, but, um, it does distract from what you're focused on. Like again, yoga means unity. And if you have lyrics, sometimes you're uniting with those lyrics. Whereas I think God speaks to us in that time. And so I like, I like no music or just instrumental music. And that's when I really hear the stirring of the Holy spirit. I can hear him say things, which so much has happened since my yoga practice, because I've moved this energy out of my body. I've made space in the mind and then I can hear something and I go, oh, that's straight up from God. Like, I know that was him saying to do this and then I can obey. Wow. Okay. This is so exciting. I am loving everything that I'm learning right now. Um, so something that I love to ask every guest that comes on is what are some non-negotiables throughout your day to help you stay inspired? You've got a lot going on. You are doing so much each day to help inspire other people. You have kiddos, like you've got, you've got a lot. <laughs> and so what is, what are just a few things every single day? They're your non-negotiables. You've got to get them done to keep living the life that you're called to live. I think, um, it starts with when you rise, which I created a mental health ministry called rise because your day literally starts as the sun rises and you rise up out of bed. So the first thing that I do every day is a gratitude prayer, like without question, like every morning, the second my eyes open, I immediately go, thank you, God, for fill in the blank. Sometimes if I'm really foggy, it's thank you, God, for waking me up today. Thank you, God, for the breath in my lungs. Sometimes it's thank you, God, for my children who I can hear crying in the next room. Um, so gratitude prayer is the first thing. The second thing is my king coffee. I cannot go a day without my king coffee. Like I can tell if I don't have it, I have brain fog, I'm exhausted, I can't get clear. So my king coffee is my second non-negotiable. Um, some sort of mindful movement with breath. Um, whether that's yoga or sometimes it's dance. Like I love dancing to worship music. Um, and of course, breathing while you're doing that, focusing on breathing in and breathing out. And then the last thing is a positive affirmation that takes me through my whole day. Anytime I feel stuck, I come back to whatever my positive affirmation is. Like today it's, I am focused. So anytime I feel stuck, I'm like, nope, I'm focused. I'm getting through this. Those are so good. I love those non-negotiables. Thank you so much. All right. Well, tell us all. I know I already said the website is going to be yep. linked in the show notes, but where else? You said Sarah Nicole yep. Yoga across the Instagram, board. I've got a Facebook and then I've got a page uh, called Rise, which is where we talk about mental health. Um, but really my website is going to be the go-to because everything is linked there. I have a mindfulness shop where we like all of this stuff, like the King Coffee and the water. Um, and that's on my website, Sarah Nicole Yoga TX. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I cannot believe how much I learned. And I know everyone is going to freak out when they hear this because this has been so helpful. We're definitely going to have to have you on again to talk about all the things that we didn't talk about already. So I got more questions. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. And I hope you all have an inspired rest of your week.